listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I have Marcus Glover here, the fourth man. So he's super special. Marcus, in one line, give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund. Marcus Glover. I am managing and general partner of Lockstep Ventures. I am also a deep fan of Barbara Bickham. She shares Thank you so much. first name with my mom. Shout out to my mom, Barbara Glover, and Lockstep Ventures is an early stage venture fund, which I hope we will talk a little bit more about to today. We will absolutely. That's probably the that's the second question, the third question actually. So here's the second one: How did you become a venture capitalist? What inspired you to become a venture capitalist? I became a VC by accident. I wasn't inspired. I. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> the accidental VC, like everyone else, most people <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I I had an entirely different career. I will disclose upfront. I have very little acumen in finance. I do not have an MBA, mm-hmm. uh, and that, in many other examples, is why I think of myself as the accidental VC. Uh, I had a illustrious, you might say, career in marketing. I was a C-suite marketer for organizations like the NBA, the NFL, the footwear giants, Adidas, Nike, Reebok. I worked for entertainers directly as a chief growth officer, chief marketing officer. I built ventures for people like the Ali family, Muhammad Ali, rest his soul, we awesome. had a snack food company, which we sold to the Mars family, Eminem. Yeah, I was a partner to an entertainer named Will I Am, and we built oh, a company. Will I Am, to, one of my favorite entertainers, by the way. He's a great guy. He's awesome. I actually met him once. I could go down a whole Will I Am rabbit hole. I'm but... sure we could. <laughs> Maybe that's in the two year question. <laughs> I had the fortune of building great companies for great folks in sports and entertainment. And I had an epiphany one day that I really liked building companies. I really didn't like celebrity. Oh, um, okay. And so That's fair. I thought, and the friend I told a friend of mine that I had this career, I was building ventures and for entertainers. And she said to me, wow, you're like a venture capitalist. And my response to her was, what's that? Oh, wow. And uh, that was... That's interesting. Yeah, that was about 13 years ago. 
And that sent me on the, that next part of my journey, which was to find my way into and learn as much as I could about the venture capital industry and business. Yeah. A lot to learn. It's a lot to learn. It's uh, a lot to learn. Always, and it's always changing. Yeah, it is a lot to learn. And a lot is changing. Hopefully you bring a mindset of a love of craft. I think there's the craft of fund management that's yes. exciting and fun. Yeah. Uh, as we were talking off air about how to guide companies through challenging times, difficult, difficult times into opportunistic times. Yes. You know, how do you turn lemons into lemonade even? That's true. And commercialize that shit. Make a lemonade stand. <laughs> a thousand lemonade stands. And then franchise it and then have more and more, le- more and more lemonade stands. <laughs> and you like Starbucks in that way. <laughs> Merchandise. Strawberry lemonade. That's oh, there like- you go. And then you got t-shirts for your lemonade. And here's see? my, now we merchandise it too. This got our t-shirts. This is what we do. So there you go. Awesome. Part of it is the love and the joy of it that I have acquired. I've just really enjoyed the craft and the technique of fund management, but particularly while I don't have the background in finance, I bring a wealth of knowledge as an entrepreneur and someone that has been around growth and scale for a decade or more. And and I bring that to the companies we invest in. And my attitude is I like to roll up my sleeves right alongside the entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. so we're a builder first culture. I'm a builder first VC, if you will. I, li- I like that. So... We haven't gotten 100% into your thesis, but you can talk a little bit about your thesis and what was the motivation behind your thesis? Oh, man, I love that question. I think that part of what I spent my career on was understanding where there were gaps in the marketplace. As a Mm -hmm. market, you are trained at seeing where there are gaps spaces for growth, white space even, and you're taught to exploit that. And the frequent idea and axiom of what good investment is, buy low and sell high. Yes. Exploiting gaps. And for me, one of the most underappreciated assets that we have is the growth and innovation in our community. That's Um, true. We're innovators. Very true. We are born in our culture disruptors, all the things that we have done across time. Like think like you working with Will I am like he was such, I work with Chuck D as well. Another one, such pioneers in culture and music and in technology and finance, like all the things that they are involved in. It's amazing. I have a an advisor who you probably know. Perhaps he could be the fifth male guest on the podcast. We'll see. His name is Sean Rochester. And what he has mapped is the decline in intellectual properties from uh-huh. post-slavery until now. 
Oh, and he can point to a, a period as we grew up and we knew mm-hmm. it's like Benjamin Banneker and mm-hmm. George Washington Carver and so many others. They were innovators and they were patent holders. Yes. My dear friend is Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader of the House of Representatives. And for years, oh. he sat on the Judiciary Com- Committee mm-hmm. in Congress. And what he talks about is that judiciary is a pretty hot assignment. It goes through a lot of things that you hear about in the Supreme Court and other things. But he also talks about one of the things that judiciary sits over is intellectual property. It's the patent office. Exactly. And he talks about how the framers of the Constitution, they were two things. They were inventors mm-hmm. and, and, they were, and they were writers. But Benjamin Franklin was an inventor. And people loved this concept of this new America because it allowed for ownership, Mm -hmm. your ideas. And so much, as you were saying, of what we have contributed to the world has been our innovation. When we look at the next iteration of the world, the future that we are stepping into and we are looking at all these topics around autonomous and AIs, blockchains, deep tech, space. Deep tech. We can put space in there. Like, who's building the space? Who's building all the electric, clean tech? And we could go on and on. And we are there. And we, yes, are, we are. And if Absolutely. there is a theme about us being there, is we're undervalued, we're <laughs> underestimated, and we're overlooked. Which is silly. <laughs> it's not only silly, but it's also an investment thesis. It is a thesis. That's part of, I think that's part of your thesis, and it's that part is, of my thesis is, as well. That is our shared thesis. <laughs> that's our shared thesis, absolutely. It's, 100%. Uh, it's, not about, I'm not, it's not about anger to me. It's about alpha no, to me. I agree. So. I, I'm all down for the alpha as well. I have a lot of alpha statistics. And when you say them out loud, they go, huh? They're shocked. But I'm like, these are the statistics from these Massive institutions. I didn't make them up. That's absolutely the truth. Yeah. So we have to use those because that's what we're all looking for, alpha. And the fact that you're missing that alpha, it, it you're missing a lot. Like you're almost hard, hurting the economy in a way because it could be so much bigger and so much more accelerant there. But you're like, no, we don't, we don't want $4 trillion more dollars out here in the economy. That's a lot of money. So it's very That's interesting. The GDP of probably multiple block of nations. Multiple countries. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's a lot so of value. That we, we, the- we share the, the same thesis of... Yes, we're similar on that. Yes. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days? I love that question, Barbara. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Listening to, learning, or reading. Love is as a musician. Oh. I'm always listening. So I think musically, there has there was a big celebration around the artist Sun Ra, who talk about deep space. Well, Sun yeah. Ra was a pioneer there. I come from a family of jazz musicians and artists. Oh. My father, who is 85 years old, just released 
a record from his trio that was recorded in 1977. So I'm listening to my dad. I'm spending, I think, a bit more time learning about AI. and That's a very important. There's a lot in AI that a lot of people don't know. Because when you say that, it's like saying wireless. <laughs> yes, yes. There's so many pieces. And then there's all the pieces underneath. Where are you? What are you doing? What type of AIs are you using? Are you using structured or unstructured data? Are you, then you go into those rabbit holes. Absolutely. So that that's fun and exciting. How about you? What are you... What am I learning or listening to or reading these days? I have been reading Atomic Habits, which is actually interesting because it's a shift about how do you, like, performance enhance yourself. So how do you start create, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Since we were all working from home for a while, I had stayed in one area of the house. And this, I don't know why this didn't dawn on me, but they said mentally you need to separate out because I have different areas. And say, okay, this is for eating. This is for exercise. This is for working. This is for sleeping. I said, wow, that was so that in and of itself was just revolutionary. Cause then like my area where I was in the house is just for the area it's supposed to be. And mentally I have now separated out and I feel like I have more freedom. And before I felt more constricted. So that was like a habit that I have created for myself, a separation. I too love music. And it's funny because this sounds hilarious, but I got invited to go to the weekend concert last year. And I'm like, who's the weekend? I didn't even know. <laughs> and so it was a great concert, by the way. So now I'm all into the weekend. But I do love my rap still. I still, mm -hmm. now the weekend isn't really rap, but I still like my Chuck D. I still like my Ice Cube, Ice T. I still like all that rap. Who was I listening to? 90s. Yeah, I like the um, 80s and 90s, like the OGs. That's where we came up at. I too like jazz and other types of music. I'm very eclectic on music. I haven't seen. Oh yeah, I did see Air, the movie. I do. A, I do watch a lot of movies. I'm like a big movie consumption person. So I watched Air, and that was actually super fascinating. Like how they made the Jordan shoe. Yeah. I said this is unbelievable, right? Like it was really. It, oh my gosh! It was. I won't say. I won't give you any spoilers, but. It was really good. I would really suggest everyone watch Air. Because you know what? I like those movies about business because it was about business. It was about marketing. It was about like trying to, because they were number four in the market. Yeah. <laughs> a Nike at that time, yeah. like behind Adidas and Converse and even behind uh, one other one. So it's okay. How do we now go beyond like these other companies? Otherwise, we'll just be in the same state. And they were stuck on running. And so they're like, but no, we're still like billions of dollars in running shoes. But they're like, no, but we need to do more like better basketball people. So it's just fascinating how they like did that pivot as well. So I like the business movies like that because it shows you about business and trends. You're like, wow, like they actually made those decisions. They actually took that risk. They actually had to convince people to like, hey, we need to make this Jordan shoe. It, it was just so fascinating, all the pieces of it. I, so I really enjoyed that. So I do watch a lot of movies. The next movie I'm excited to watch is Oppenheimer. Oh, my Because I love uh, Chris Nolan. So Chris he, Nolan. I watch all his movies. I love I, all his movies. So I'm I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting to see how that one comes out. Yeah. No, it's he's going to crush it. We both. He's going to crush that. Absolutely. We're all going to go see it. Probably. 
All right. So here we go, Marcus. Here's the bonus question. Everyone gets it. In two years, when we're talking again, but we'll be talking before that, I know for sure. How do you see venture capital or investing having changed or evolved? Oh, wow. Great question. In two years, venture capital will have changed or evolved in meaningful ways. I think that the idea of capital and capital returns being scarce, it's a dying, it's a dying idea. <clears throat> you can now write chat GPT, you can write it, ask chat GPT to write an algorithm <laughs> yes. to, to give it's you. It's not always correct, FYI. Not always to. correct, but not always correct, but you can correct it. Old. It's also four months old, right? Yeah, it's pretty good for four months, though. I agree. No, that's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm simply saying that making money can now be an automated task. And also it's democratized as well. Because anybody Chat GPT is still semi-free, right? They have the free and the not free. If you are so inclined. If you hear Sam Altman, what his goals are, he says that his goals is to mature Chat GPT to the point where it can figure out monetization for itself. The point is the AI is going to be self-aware enough where it can make money to return for its investors on its own. Think about that. I don't have to think about that. If I think about that's actually one of the reasons why AI needs to be done ethically. You need to make sure the right kind of built people are building it. You need to make sure it's super responsible. But my, my, my point is, you know how sometimes you're right. It'll be out there. The metaphor is sometimes you say even a monkey can do that. And AI can do that. Yeah. So my point is that returns, you can get returns from anywhere. That's true. That's true. So if that is a governing reality, then the question is, what do you advocate? That's what do you, what do you, where are your deepest convictions and how do mm-hmm. you not only invest, but how do you invent the future through your investments yes like where is your integrity about the future because that is that's a good question the real business that i think that venture has to go in find yeah. its, in a sense it will find its soul because i agree it is not just about outsized risk adjusted returns that with every passing day even a monkey can give you those returns it's about right. how do we advocate for the things that we believe in and the future that we want to create. And that, to me, is what I think we'll be seeing in the next two years. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that. I think I do, too. I just played it there back. There you go. I'll do it. We'll play it back. We'll play it okay. back. <laughs> Everyone can hear it later. All right, Marcus, how do people contact you? The internet. The internet. Okay. The internet. Marcus's contact information, his LinkedIn and what have you, how he is contactable will be in the show notes. So I'd love to hear we'll from catch him. him. We'll catch him on the web. Now, which version of the web are you in, Marcus? Are you in the web three or are you in just the normal traditional web? 
<laughs> I have a toe-in to the Web3. I have no toe-in the dark web. Oh, okay. You're not on the dark web, so that's good to know. Yeah. No <laughs> dark webs. <laughs> Marcus Glover from Lockstep Ventures. Thank you so much for being my guest on the Female VC Lab podcast. It was a privilege, and that is an under that's an understatement to say it was a privilege. To be number four. Number four. What a privilege. Thank you for agreeing to do it. My pleasure. Hope to see you soon, Barbara. Yes, you will. Thanks so much. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion-dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailing T-R-A-I-L-Y-N dot com to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.